Yet a last night I got caught in a snowstorm. Oh no, don't tell me you bought another snow brush. Did you? No. Good. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Well, welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and tactics that we all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible, including in relation to our wealth. Mm-hmm. We're going to consider that what we've learned over the last season is that we can only use our money once, or is that true? That's what we're going to consider. We're going to talk about really how do we either use our money by spending it Mm -hmm. or saving it or investing it. Yeah. Right? We can only do three things with it, right? We can spend it, we can save it, we can invest it. Nope. No? We can do four things. Oh, what's the fourth thing? We can give it away. Oh, we could give it away, which is using it, sort of. Charity. Charity. Okay. It's not... It is using it, and it's not spending it. Right. Typically, when we spend, we spend on things or experiences. Which is fantastic. So we can give it. Mm -hmm. Right. We'll stick with four things then. We'll categorize it accordingly. Yes. Fantastic. So the snow brushes. Like why would we start a segment that's about what we've learned this year and how to build greater wealth is the Mm -hmm. area that we're really unpacking here. And what does a snow brush? Well, yeah, you know, it has to do with cleaning up the garage. And when we cleaned up the garage, how many snow brushes did we discover? Well, I discovered. Okay. Because you didn't find any of them. Oh, you found them Because once I oh, found no. one. You went I, looking for them. I did. You went looking for my snow shovels too, didn't you? I did. I mm-hmm. found a lot of snow shovels. I found a lot of snow brushes. And I found a lot of umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> We're two humans that live in this house. Yeah. And sometimes. we have one winter car. And one summer car now. So mm-hmm. we only need really probably one snow brush would be a great lower limit. Mm-hmm. And maybe an upper limit would be two snow brushes in case something goes wrong with one of them. Or in case somebody comes to visit and they don't have a snow brush. Last year, here's the bottom line is mm-hmm. we had seven. Somebody came to visit, they didn't bring their lower limit snow brush, and it <laughs> snowed, and I gave them one of our snow brushes, and it really didn't matter because we still have six. You didn't know that at the time, though. I had no clue. You were sacrificially giving, even though you didn't know we had so many snow brushes. And you know what it is? It's sometimes I can't find it, I'm disorganized, so I go buy another one. Or I get caught in that snowstorm, and you know, cleaning a car off with a, with your credit card or with your... And it's way better to use your credit card and buy another snow brush. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. And so not being prepared. Yeah. So really what we wanted to discuss was lower and upper limit on things. Because I think you also found about six or seven shovels. Oh, no. And, it was more than that. And there are different types of shovels for different types of snow and different 
clearing of different things. So I could understand if I had maybe two or three. Yes, I'll give right? you three. And what I figured out was sometimes they start to wear. You know, the metal strip on the edge is broken or it's hanging off or the, the plastic's all worn or the handle's starting to crack. And I go buy a replacement, but I don't get rid of the old one. Right. So then I, I'm over the limit of how many would make sense to own of of a snowbrush. And then that got us into, oh, well, what do we spend on hockey sticks? And what's the wise thing? Because I play hockey, and I break a hockey stick about maybe every six months to nine months. It's that wicked shot I've got. I, know, it must be, though, must be. the power, Actually, the I power think, shot. I think it's hacking other people's sticks is how <laughs> I break them. But at any rate, the... Um, the point is they come on sale, and when they come on sale, they're on a significant discount, right? Yep. So we thought that two to three would be the right number of hockey sticks to own right. at any one time. Right. Because Upper limit three, lower yeah. limit two. Yeah, because you want to back up. Because if you break your one stick, then you got to go out and buy a full retail stick probably because you you're at the mercy of the retailers, whatever their price is at that moment. Right. So what does all this upper and lower limits in terms of how you spend have to do with investing in real estate? Can we <laughs> get great, to the point? Well, I think this is the point. You only get to spend your money once. You get to invest it more than once, but you only get to spend it once. So one thing that I learned, now this wasn't this year, but several years ago, was a wise man told me, people that want to spend have a savings account. And a savings account is where, you know, I used to save up to buy a bicycle or buy a car or buy something. It was where I saved money to spend it. And he said, you want to open a wealth building account. And the wealth building account, you never spend, you only invest it. Right. And so that's really where we're going with this. Where are you putting money and what percentage of your money are you putting where, right? I think of, you know, you love to, to um, grow garlic, for instance. She loves to grow lots of things in the garden, but she loves to grow garlic. And garlic, you get eh, four to six times what you plant. Or eight. So or maybe that's eight. actually one of the interesting things we discovered with our garlic is I love the elephant garlic because it's big and it's just pretty. It's just pretty. But you tend to only get about three cloves, maybe four in an elephant garlic. So you use one large garlic and you'll get pretty much three times that back. Mm -hmm. So it's a mediocre return. If I take a larger clove of the regular garlic, the hard neck garlic that grows well in our climate, and I plant that, I'll get eight cloves. Mm -hmm. to the one clove. Now, they won't be as large as the elephant garlic, but <laughs> um, I still have eight times the result. I'm, I'm laughing here because we're not talking, we weren't planning on talking about, uh, you know, results of investment. But the point is, yeah. you save some of your garlic, your, your good garlic, to invest oh, by yeah. replanting it, right? right? We don't eat it all. So, if you're making, you know, a certain amount of money, you don't spend 100% of it. Keep some back as seed money for your wealth building, right? That's the point of what I'm trying to say. Well, it was a good point. <laughs> it was a good story, wasn't it? Wasn't it? So right. wealth building, you can only use it once unless you're building wealth. 
Because then you can actually use what we call the Burr method. Yes. Right? And Burr is kind of exciting. It's because it's, it's cold out right now. It's Burr. Not, it's no. not why. Oh. It's because first you buy. Yep. Right? Then what do you do? Then you renovate. Yes. Then what do you do? And then you refinance. Refinance, yeah. And then you repeat the process. Ah, you repeat the process because now you refinance, you took money out. Yes. To buy the next one. Exactly. Right? So that's why they call it burr. And so that's why you can use your money more than once. You're not mm -hmm. actually leaving it all in the house. You're increasing the value by the renovation. Right. Therefore, getting a higher evaluation and then being able to pull that original money out and mm -hmm. buying your second we property. We should do a whole show on that. We I have think. done a few, but we'll, we'll do, do another, another one. one. Okay. Yeah. But it, the bottom line is... Like reinvest what you already have. Yeah, because a saving or a wealth building account where you save money mm -hmm. actually is, it's like putting money in a lake, right? It's not, it doesn't reproduce very much. It's a little bit stagnant, I think you said. Yes. So, but you got to do it so that you can invest it. So going forward, do you desire to spend, save, or build wealth wisely? We're honored to be positioning you to build wealth wisely through real estate because it's about much more than just the money. Hey, Yada, who do you know? For what? We are honored that we've been able to create for you free access to over 603 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, and really how to grow your wealth and live the best life possible. We're going to learn. We're going to explore that we've learned over the past year or so that partnering on investments can actually be great, like get mm -hmm. you where you want to go like nothing else can do. Exactly. And that's why I'm saying, who do you know that might be a good person to partner with? Who do you know? So knowledge, skills, and what else? Knowledge, skills, and? Money and, and people, the, the, the who, team, the, the, team. Team, yeah, the team, the team, the team, the team. All those things are important. And when you're picking your team, you want someone that's got knowledge, someone that's got money. Maybe all, both of you need money or three of you need money. Um, you're going to look for who's got the time to deal with it, who's got the expertise. And that in itself starts to make a great investment group. But what else do you need? Like, like oh. goals, like vision, like beliefs. Because if you don't have like beliefs, what happens? Chaos. Chaos, Chaos. will ensue. They're like mm -hmm. right from the beginning almost. And so when we we're talking about like what lessons did we learn in this past year, we've been partnering for a long time with real estate investments, but what, and what we learned at a granular level again this year, I think it's a relearning that unless you choose the right partner, and it doesn't mean that if they're not the best partner or the best fit for you in this season, that they're not a great fit for someone else. If you don't choose the best partner, the challenge is even if they have the skills, even if they have the knowledge, even if they have the time, even if they have the expertise, even if lots of other things are really good about it, if you don't have aligned beliefs, it's not going to go well. No, it's not. And and I think- Can we know, give an example? Like, let's, let's well, not just talk in theory. An example. I think it's difficult for me to give an example because- I have been aligned with all of my people initially. Mm. Now, sometimes beliefs change. Like, 
A belief could be we're buying this for a long-term hold, a retirement Is that a hold. goal or a belief? I think that's a belief that you don't okay. sell things, you don't sell off your mm. real estate, you hold it, right? Buy and hold is a Buy belief system. Buy and hold is a belief. And so we started that way, but then, you know, one of my buildings, one of the partners wanted to retire. And they decided, we're out. Now, it's interesting, in all three of our buildings that we've purchased together, with those people? No, with oh, well, we've had with our partners. four or five, I guess, all together. Okay. Well, the, the three yeah. I'm thinking about, each one of those had one of the partners who was property managing, had expertise in it, and had the time available to do it. Because I recognize that you and I don't have, the, we have the expertise, but we don't have the time to do it. Nor the desire. No. So it was interesting. So the one building we sold because one person wanted to retire and they wanted their money out. And at the time, I didn't, and you didn't, want to invest more money to buy that partner out. So we sold the property. Another time, um, one of the people said it was too much work. It was an old building, and it had too much to keep, to keep it running. So we ended up selling that building. The one we currently have is working great. We have one partner, and uh, they do the property management. We both brought some money to the table. Uh, I have expertise in what to do, and he has some expertise now that's been building. And what, where is that one going? It's great. It's right? going up in value significantly, right? Mm-hmm. So what is the point of all these three stories? Because when they're all mushed together, I find it's hard for me, never mind for you that's listening, to maybe track with what's the point. Okay, well, what's the point? Find people that... And you don't even have to find people. You can do it on your own. I just think with partnerships, you have a greater ability to buy bigger properties and maybe expand what you're willing to do or not willing to do. Like I don't like doing the property management side and don't have the time. So for me to buy another building would be we want to partner with somebody, right? right. Because that's going to be too much so there's different reasons for wanting the partner. But what I'm saying is the reason I'm giving you three stories is partnerships don't always work out, but doesn't mean I don't do another one or we don't do another one, right? right? And we learn evaluated learning from our previous partnership before we buy another building. Exactly. And so if you're thinking, I want to get in on the investing game, I want to know what this is better, at least I want to have a clarity call, I want to have a conversation, I want to keep the conversation going, whatever the thought process is, tap into the community just by sending an email together at DeckerTeam.com and we will keep you up to date on investments as well as everything else we talk about on these Life's Inside Track and you'll actually get information sooner, quicker, faster than just tuning into the radio. Not that Mm -hmm. we don't love you do that. Keep doing that and asking your questions. You know, it's interesting. You were saying there was only three partnerships in terms of investing. And I realized the (laughs) others have all been family. We did. We've done several with family members. And so it's interesting that the belief conversation may be a much easier one when it comes to do with family because if you've influenced them or they've influenced you or -hmm. you've been influenced together by the parents that you have then the beliefs around investment strategies 
and mm-hmm. core value beliefs are probably more aligned because that's never really been a, a struggle. Yes, but there's still the belief of when to sell. And that, right. And I'm going to talk a little bit and call that more. Sometimes that leads into a goal. What is the goal we have going into it? Mm-hmm. So you not only want to have the beliefs aligned, like that we're going to treat our tenants fairly, that we're not going to be um, basically slum landlords. We're not going to be concerned about the money more than we're concerned about the people. Those are beliefs. We're going to do the repairs so that we continue to increase the value of the property, that we're willing to put Mm -hmm. more money in to increase the value of the property and the rent. Right, that's a different belief. Are we going to upgrade the building, Mm -hmm. upgrade the tenants, to build the future higher value of the property. Right. So those are some of the beliefs we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Get those aligned. And do we want to re-leverage it to buy another one? Or are we going to just leave it there and, and continue to build wealth? Not as quickly because it's not as highly leveraged. But so there's all kinds of things to consider. And recently we helped um, a few people get together. One of our clients kind of masterminded, but we found a, the, a great property for it. And that client, we connected them with two of our other clients, actually, and they found one other investor. So they've, they've created a nice little group on a nice eight-unit building. And it was already worth more than we paid for it when we bought it. When you say we bought it, because... Well, we helped, we helped them buy it <laughs> and we brought it to their attention and we actually put it back in their attention. Yeah. Well, actually he brought it to my attention first of all, cause it was in the search. He said, what about this property? And I did the numbers on it, sent it back to him and said, this is great. Like, and then it was two, three days later, he hadn't gotten back to me. He was busy, I guess. And I said, well, what about that property? It looks fantastic. And so we re-looked at it and he goes, yes, let's go see it. So, Sometimes you got to just remind people of what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So partners are great as long as your long-term goals are aligned, which is the lesson mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. Par- partnership is a necessity if we want to reach bigger goals. So together, we're clarifying your options because when your options flow, your wisdom will too. Hey, Yetta, you know, I was looking the other day and I found a $16 million investment that looks great. What? We are privileged that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you not only to sell, buy, and invest in real estate over 3,117 times, come alongside you to build your faith, build your fun, your fitness, and I keep wanting to say finances because we're on the episode or the segments where we're talking about money. We're talking about the finances. And Mm -hmm. so it's not the only thing we talk about, and it's the cornerstone of where we've done our learning. Mm -hmm. We are going to discover in this segment that what we've been learning is to always be looking, even if it's not really the plan to buy a certain type of property now, but to always be on the lookout. Or. Or. There's a caveat. Okay. Or have somebody looking on your behalf. <laughs> Which is really the point, right? Sure. It, right. So when I think always be looking – What comes to my mind, which I love that you added that, the caveat is, or have someone else looking on your behalf, Mm -hmm. being willing, able, and wanting to 
be aware of what's coming down the pipe, whether you bring it to your own attention or whether somebody brings it to your attention. Mm-hmm. And Always I, be looking. looking. And I think it's a mindset thing. You know, yeah. you if you're always looking for the next opportunity, it may not be for you. It may be for somebody else. It may require a partnership like we talked about in the, in the previous segment. It may require a partnership or it might be the right thing for you, right? And when you have multiple people looking, and I'm not saying like have multiple realtors because that's just, that, that doesn't work because when you're not loyal to one realtor, that realtor's not truly looking on your behalf, right? And then, but where, where I mean multiple people looking is we have someone looking for investments for us, not real estate investments, but stock investments, um, different kinds of loan investments, and they bring those to our attention. And then we decide whether that will fit our investment strategy or investment portfolio or not. Mm-hmm. But at least we get to examine it. If we're not looking, we have the blinders on, we can't see any opportunities. And opportunities abound in a down market. Even more than in an up market. Yeah, people are buying, buying, buying an upper market because, oh, sky's the limit, right? It keeps increasing. They're excited. They're, they'll, they'll take risks. But in a, in a down market where things are slower, cost of, vacu- cost of um, carrying, like interest costs is higher. So you think twice before you buy something. So it, it's actually good. It slows down the process and makes people think. And then you're out there looking for not necessarily the bargain, but you're looking for the right property, the right price, the right terms, so it works for your investment strategy. Right. And so if you're thinking, hey, this is a great dialogue. I love the thought of doing this, or I'm ready to think about loving the thought of doing this, then connect with us at Decker, together at DeckerTeam.com. Now you got me tripping it up. <laughs> together at DeckerTeam.com so that we can have a clarity call, so we can discover or explore together what might be what you want to start looking for. Mm-hmm. Because until you get some clarity, it's hard to know what to even think about, right? Where to Absolutely. even go with the looking for. Because the lesson learned this time is really that we can have the skill, skills, the knowledge, the expertise, Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the right team or the right people, it makes it harder to do as well with the finances that we have. Very well said. Like recently, we've done pretty well. I don't know if you know we did pretty well or we've done. It's hard in stocks. Like we we were recommended a certain company. It's called Be and Sell It. It's now mm-hmm. been renamed a Meta, Meta Guest. Meta, Meta Guest. Guest. And really what it is is, for small micro hotels and Airbnbs, it's like the mini bar. You know, you, you can have products there. It's an app on your phone. If the client wants to buy some of those products, whether it's a picture on the wall or a bag of chips or whatever it is, they can just go on the app and buy it. It charges their Visa card. Well, that app is what this company produces. And I just think it's a it's a niche where it's going to be valuable kind of like Airbnb was or like Uber because they don't have a lot of product, but they have the app that works, right? 
and takes advantage of other people's products. So I think it's a good product. So we invested and, a significant and, amount of money in it. And that would have been a speculative. So yes. you don't speculate with money that you can't afford to lose. Yeah, because it, it's a penny stock. Right. I think, uh, you know, last time I checked, it was trading between 24 cents and 35 cents or something up and down. It goes up and down because it's a newer company. It's a low co cost, right? So when it goes up a few pennies, that's a fairly high percentage increase. So I'm kind of banking that it's going to go up. And so we put our speculative money into that particular one. Right. And again, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> oh. It's no nothing to sneeze at or yeah. cough at for that matter. And it really is about the who. Because if we didn't have a team of people beyond even our real estate expertise mm -hmm. team, Right. We wouldn't have been able to find that opportunity. Right. And if we weren't open to looking, that's really the point. Yes. And our investment guy also found the one that we have um, stock or not stock, but we have money in it and it's paying interest, right? right. So that's our more safer investment, which is paying a set amount each month. Mm -hmm. So knowing what you want your portfolio to look like and who can help you attain the pieces of the portfolio is a very important piece of the puzzle. Right. Never forgetting that the time it takes to find these things, this is really one of the, the piece of that lesson that we learned, right? Mm. That if I thought I was going to do, so we thought we were going to have investment property by the time we were 25. Yeah, that was our goal. We said, let's, and as a matter of fact, when we set that goal of having a rental, we didn't even own a house yet. No, we didn't. <laughs> and so our first investment, you might say, was our house, which we bought when we were 24. Was that when we bought it? Yeah. so good with dates and ages. I know, right? Yeah. And so, you know, but that isn't what we meant, right? So we could have said at that point, well, we're done. We're finished. We didn't accomplish our goal. So now it's a bad goal. And yet the goal is still great, even if it didn't happen in our timeline. It, we were 31 before we actually purchased our first true investment property besides the roof over our head. Right. And we'd actually sold that house, bought another house, right, a bigger house, before we bought our first investment right. property. And it wasn't even so much that we needed the bigger house as we bought in the wrong location, mm. right? So sometimes you don't, you miss a step. Right? You misstep rather yeah. than miss a step. Well, we you weren't realtors step. and we didn't get great great advice. We right. weren't we didn't find the right realtor to work with and help, you know, find the right property. So we're back to the team. We're back yeah. to the who. Find the all who. Right. Find so the team. What's the what's the wrap to all this, Ken? Well, you may not get your goal by the time you want it. But if the goal is the right goal, mm. keep on going. Keep on saving to invest until you find the right property, okay? So to build wealth wisely, give us a call at 613-860-4663. And we're grateful that you joined us on Life's Inside Track because when we're moving forward together, together we got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.